Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the greatest sports journalist in the history of Erie, Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike Balco. My boy, my boy Michael Balco, writer, podcaster, sports enthusiast. He is the first guest that we have on the Black Eagle Hour podcast this year. He had just contributed, and he also has his own podcast, The Mike Belco Show. Uh, I want you all to uh, welcome Mr. Mike Belco. Today, to speak about the New Orleans Saints is Michael Belco from The Michael Belco Show. Host of The Michael Belco Show, please welcome Michael Belco. What? is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the michael balco show today we are deep into the heart of erie pennsylvania here at camp studios for episode number 99 of the michael balco show today we're doing something a little bit different we're going to be reacting to some twitter hate we're going to be uh you know talking about some of the best athletes in erie pa history joining me to do all this good stuff is a good friend of mine who has his own podcast called the bump and run podcast mr ben thompson how we doing brother good good mike how you doing today buddy oh yeah we're just living the dream blessed and highly favored huh <laughs> blessed and highly favored <laughs> first and foremost let's chop it up about my co-host for today's show mr ben thompson ben tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from so I am from St. Mary's, PA. I moved up to Erie back in 2018 after I finished college at the University of Pittsburgh at Bradford. And uh, I've been up here ever since. So I have a sports and rec management degree. I've worked at a couple different places in Erie. But uh, I, I work now at the Round 1 Bowling and Amusement at the Mill Creek Mall. And uh, that's where I met you, my friend. So, uh, yes, sir. And it's cool that, you know, we can bond over our different shows and podcasts and things like that. So uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at, man. Yeah, man, that's that's elite. That is elite. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Ben, unfortunately, is a diehard New England Patriots fan. Tell us about your love for the Patriots, where that kind of kindled, and some of your favorite Patriots memories. So growing up, my dad was always a big Patriots fan, and uh, I just kind of fell under that umbrella and um i've been fortunate you know to be able to see my team win six super bowls throughout my fandom has been nothing short of impressive uh, i've had the opportunity to go to numerous games i've i've only been to new england once but uh no going to going to games and just hanging out with my dad and being able to watch football the game that i love is always something that's been super important to me I think one of my best memories would probably be just going to some of the games up in Buffalo in the snow and the elements and just uh, just having a good time. You know, it's always fun to do things like that. And, of course, like I mentioned, watching Super Bowls, getting to watch Tom Brady play every week. So uh, I've been fortunate for sure. You fucking lucky guy. <laughs> you lucky fucking guy. You know how many times? I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to get into it. But if you had to pick, what would your favorite play be in New England Patriots history? Jesus. <laughs> I know, throwing him out on the spot There's right plenty. Uh, I, I know mine. 
I know mine. Mine's the Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah, that's got to be up there for sure. Um, in terms of, you know, big play type stuff, obviously one that comes to mind is like Julian Edelman in Super Bowl 51. Even Julian Edelman in Super Bowl 49. I mean, that dude has made numerous plays for the Patriots over the years. Uh, you, th- you think about Gronkowski and how elusive he's been throughout the years. Um, but no, another one that comes to mind too, it includes Edelman as well, was when the Patriots were in the playoffs against the Ravens and uh, Edelman threw a deep, deep, deep touchdown to a wide open Danny Amendola to get the Patriots back in the game. So those are just a few that come to mind. But uh, yeah, I've been blessed. <laughs> Let's touch on a super controversial topic right now. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? I don't know. You know, we had this conversation on my podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and, um, you know, I think that talent-wise, he is right there. I mean, he's one of the best receivers when it comes to the postseason. I know that doesn't necessarily get you into the Hall of Fame. So if he makes it, great. If not, oh, well. I know that he was pretty uh pretty super, pretty important to those Patriots um Super Bowl championships. So um long story short, I would say I definitely think he should be. But uh the way the Hall of Fame works and the, the committee and things like that, I don't necessarily think that he's gonna get in. I'm i I'm a hard no. And here's why. I'm a hard no because I don't feel like you can measure someone's Hall of Fame status off of postseason success. While, I mean, obviously, we know that Tom Brady is going to be a Hall of Famer first ballot because of all of his Super Bowl wins and stuff like that. But you could definitely make the argument that Tom Brady wins those Super Bowls with or without Edelman. And he did before Edelman as well. So, with that being said, I think that Edelman's a no in my eyes, but... It's intriguing. It's intriguing because yeah. he definitely – he was just like a, a, a middle-of-the-pack guy in the regular season. But when the playoffs came around, that dude was – Mr. Reliable. He's different, <laughs> man. Yeah. And, you know, he had some injuries. He battled. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with both sides of the coin. So um, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, most definitely. Tell us about your podcast, what it's called – and uh, where you found your love for podcasting and why you enjoy it so much. So me and a couple buddies of mine from college, uh, Charles Norman and Ryan Bush, we have a podcast called Bump and Run. It's a NFL-style podcast. We just talk things, all things NFL every week. And um, it's a lot of fun. You know, we talked about it in college, and we, we all just share a mutual love for the game. And... Uh, just last year, we were kind of like, hey, we should just put this into a podcast form. Like, a lot of people have podcasts. We think that we could put together some good content and things like that. And uh, here we are, almost 28 episodes deep, and um, we're going into our fir- first full NFL season with the podcast. And uh, it's a good time, so I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, just listening to podcasts like Veterans Minimum, um some of the other ones, I, I know the, the the Pick Six podcast. I, I I've always listened to the Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen. 
Those guys have uh, been an inspiration of mine. Obviously, the Pat McAfee show as well. I've always been a fan of Pat McAfee. So um, looking up to, to people like that is definitely where the inspiration for my show comes from. One of my favorite stats I think I've ever heard is from Logan Paul's Impulsive. And the average podcast only lasts about three to four episodes. And the fact that you're at almost at 28 and I am at 99. This is episode 99 of the Michael Balco show. That's just crazy. Like, already beating the odds and just normal life shit. And then you just turn around and you're like, fuck it, let me just beat the odds in my side hustle too. You right. And it's just dope. <laughs> and I, I share similar views to you, man. It's cool to just be able to like have your voice out here regardless of like whether people actually listen or they don't listen. It doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, like we're doing something a lot of people can't do, won't do. And I don't know why. I've always encouraged people to do a podcast. I was super shy whenever I started, and now I'm, like, the opposite. I don't I don't think there's a single person who has met me within the past, like, three years that would say I'm a shy person. So, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just a lot of fun, too. And the connections you make doing this shit is insane. Like, it really is. Like, especially on mine, like, I've noticed that, you know, shooting your shot is, like, a legitimate, like, piece of advice for my show because, like, I mean, we're talking about getting NFL Hall of Famers, like Jim McMahon, we're getting Morton Anderson, we're getting like dudes that I could only like fathom, like dream about. Right. And it's just wild. So if you're listening, shoot your shot. You just never know. And I encourage you. I encourage you to always, you know, take that chance. If you're thinking about doing podcasting, I know Ben's got his DMs always open. My DMs are always open. You can hit us up. Ben, what's a piece of advice you'd give to somebody who's maybe thinking about getting into the podcasting world and just kind of give them some, some tips that you may have um, from your experience podcasting. I would say basically the same as what you just said. Um, you know, just do it, you know, just uh, put it together. The The most important part is just starting, you know, it, a lot of people think that they don't have something worthy of putting out there in the airwaves, but I think anything is worth it. And it's going to be what you make of it. So, um, you know, some people have a particular niche. You know, mine is in football. Yours is in sports as well. Some people might be into um, knitting or something like that and have a knitting podcast. I knew you were going to fucking say knitting. Um, you know, just like stupid little stuff that people think, you know, this isn't worthy of a podcast, but there's people into that kind of stuff across the world and uh, you never know who you're going to reach. So I would definitely say just just do it. You know, you don't have to have the greatest equipment in the world. You can do a podcast from your phone. Mostly everybody has a some type of smartphone these days. So, um, yeah, just get after it and uh, put your thoughts out there. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's that's the, one of the biggest things that I always tell people too is like you really do not have to have any sort of equipment. Like I literally started mine on my phone. I was interviewing Morton Anderson for my very first podcast ever, and I'm doing it over like computer audio, trash, like <laughs> zero, like any sort of like money went into it. Nothing, like nothing. All I had was my laptop, and it was just computer audio. Sounded like shit, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, because it's about the content that you're making. People are going to listen to your content regardless of how it sounds. Obviously, if it sounds good, it's it's obviously key. Um, but they're going to listen regardless. If you, if you know what you're talking about and you know you know what you're talking about, fucking just swag it out. 
Now, one thing that Ben and I have in common is that we both live in Erie, PA. We got to rep the 814. Um, we've had tons of stellar athletes come through Erie. Um, we've seen dudes who were born here, raised here, and they've gone on to see big time athletic success. Now, Ben and I are each going to break down our top 10 lists of Erie athletes. So make sure you interact with us across our linked social media accounts. They'll be in the description of this podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. Um, now my top 10 is not going to be in any particular order, but I'm going to kind of explain my rationale for each one. Um, like I said, top 10, not in any sort of order. So Jerry Raddick lay off buddy. Cause I know y'all are already giving me some slack on my, my listing, but, uh, going down worst to first, I guess, like I said, no particular order, but then you said worst to first, but then I said worst to first. So fuck it. No particular order past like the top seven. (laughs) (laughs) The last three are definitely at the bottom. Um, Number 10 for me is Bob Learn Jr. He was born in Erie, nicknamed Mr. 300 due to bowling a perfect score of over 300, or sorry, a perfect score of 300 over 100 times. He's a five-time champion, several records held in the bowling scheme. Um, you know, some people don't consider bowling a sport. Some people consider it like a hobby, but man, I've been, I've been watching them bowling videos and shit on YouTube sometimes. And they're like, ah, yeah, baby. And shit like that. (laughs) So if you're that passionate about something, I got to consider it a sport. Um, so he's, he's checking in at top 10, number 10. Um, didn't really know too much about him, to be honest. I just kind of Googled like eerie athletes and, and he, he popped up on the list. Yeah. He's on my list as well. Oh, snap. I can't wait to see what he ranks for you. <laughs> Coming in at number nine is Dave Wickersham. He was born in Erie. He spent 10 seasons in the MLB, posted a 3.66 ERA, spent time with Kansas City, Detroit, and Pittsburgh, and then rounded out his career in Kansas City. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you're a dude um, out here born in Erie, out there posting 10 MLB seasons with a actually a fucking solid ERA, a 3.66 ERA, I'll fucking take that. Um, so yeah, shout out to Dave Wickersham. I don't think he's with us any longer, if I remember correctly. I think he was like an old timer. Um, no, coming in at number eight is going to be Eric Hicks, uh, my alumni from my, my high school that I played at, Mercyhurst Prep. Spent 12 years in the NFL, 339 tackles, 44 and a half sacks, spent time with Kansas City, the New York Jets, and the Detroit Lions. Um, going to, going to the same high school as a 12 year NFL veteran, was uh crazy. I didn't go to school at the same time or anything, but like you always see, like they have the jersey shrines and stuff in the wall. Obviously, he's up there. My number seven guy is up there as well. But like I said, seven through one is not in any particular order. But uh, yeah, so, and like seeing his jerseys when I'm walking into practice every day, and like, damn, that'd be pretty sweet to emulate. Obviously, I did not. I was like first string water boy, but like <laughs> fifth string linebacker. It was cool. JV superstar though. Um, checking in at number seven, but like I said, really all of these guys are kind of like tied for first because they're all outstanding in their own right. And they all did something a slightly slight bit different. And you'll understand why in just a second. Um, next on my list is Javon Johnson. Um, obviously alum of this show, um, Mercyhurst prep as well. I got the chance to, um, not just interview him, but work alongside him. Um, whenever I was, um, at Mercyhurst Prep, he was one of my coaches there. He spent 12 years in the CFL, one year in the NFL. He was a five-time All-Star, one of the best, if not the best, defensive back in CFL history. Um, he's probably like considered like the Taysom Hill of like CFL. Like he was doing everything out there. Um, 
multiple-time Grey Cup champion as well. Dude's that guy. He is that dude. Um, the next one's controversial, and me and Ben talked about this the other day. It's controversial, but it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna throw it on the list anyways. We're going with Mike Rupp. So he wasn't born in Erie. He didn't play high school hockey in, in Erie or anything, but he did play for the Erie Otters and currently lives in Erie. Um, he has spent he spent 15 years in the NHL. He was a ninth overall draft pick by the New York Rangers. Obviously, he's still doing stuff with the NHL now. Um, I actually went to school with his youngest son, Mason. Um, I was Mason's um, like teacher assistant for his class, so it was really cool. And so, shout out to Mason if you're listening. Shout out to Mason, and obviously, shout out to Mike Rupp. Dude did big things in Erie with the Erie Otters. Obviously, went on to have a fantastic NHL career as well. Uh, checking in at number five, Isaac, Isaac Matson. Um, he went to Harbor Creek. He was a pitcher at the University of Pittsburgh, drafted by the Angels in 2017. He pitched four games for the Orioles in 2021. He's still in the Baltimore Orioles system. He's in AAA with the Norfolk Tides right now. Um, it's not very often you see baseball players come out of Erie and then go on to see major league success. Um, he's he's doing very well this year in AAA. Um, he's looking like a for sure lock to you know, take his skill set to the MLB again very, very shortly. Um, also, an honorable mention would be our boy, shit, I forgot his name, Chris Valamont. There we go. Chris Valamont, who uh, was with the Miami Marlins and then got picked up by um, the Baltimore Orioles as well. They're actually teammates out there, and he, uh, he went to Mercyhurst Prep. So that one's pretty sweet. And then uh, checking in at number four, but like I said, top seven is in no particular order. Kayla McBride, uh, she went to Villa Maria Academy, best female athlete in Erie sports history with no no doubt about that in my mind. Um, She was the number three pick in the 2014 WNBA draft. She's a three-time all-star. She's won multiple championships, Olympic medals, things like that. Um, She's like, she's a baller, bro. Like she is a fucking baller. Um, checking in at number three, but like I said, the top seven doesn't matter. It's in no particular order. I'm gonna keep saying that because I know y'all gonna be hating on me. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Belitnikoff. I drive past his damn field over at Erie High every single day. He was born in Erie, NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP, four-time Pro Bowler. I mean, geez louise. He was born in Erie. Um, you know, he, he actually went to high school at the time it was like East. No, it wasn't East. It was like it was like some different name for Erie High, but it was like Central or something. Central Tech or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like Central Tech High. It was under a different name back then, but it was equivalent to what Erie High is for the city now. Um, and yeah, he went, he balled out there. Um, I, I think he went to Florida State, if I remember correctly. Um, obviously went on to have a spectacular NFL career. That was back in the Stick'em days, too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no gloves. He had Stick'em Man and was doing his thing out there. Um, number two is one of my favorite athletes of all time, regardless of the fact that he's even from Erie, is Bob Sanders. He went to Central Tech, uh, second-round NFL draft pick, two-time first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, and a two-time Pro Bowler. Um, dude, dude was the enforcer out there for the Colts secondary for years. Obviously, injuries held him back quite a bit. Um, Shout-out to my boy Ash Jones. Um, I know he's your uncle. Um, yeah, man, we got to get him on the pod. That'd be an insane podcast. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man, we might have to we might have to link it up with him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and coming in at number one is a guy that um, I consider a friend. You know, I've had several interactions with him. Um, James Connor, Mister uh, Mister Erie. I feel like I, 
Like, I feel like he's like the face of Erie Athletics now, especially because of what he's doing in the league right now. James Conner, he went to McDowell High School. Our boy G-Tav blocked for him back at McDowell. Did you know that? No. Griffin. Griffin has a sweet picture. Our boy G-Tav has a sweet photo of him lead blocking for James Conner at McDowell. <laughs> have to show it. He was a third-round NFL draft pick, two-time pro bowler, obviously balling out for the Arizona Cardinals right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude is absolutely cooking with gas. He's got a great career ahead of him. Obviously, his whole story of overcoming cancer and beating that and then going on to play in the NFL. The fact that he's even alive or in the NFL or even in any sort of like physical shape, especially the best physical shape, is incredible. But now we're going to segue over into Ben's to Ben's top 10 list. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, you, you stole quite a few of my guys. Um, I got a couple different ones, though. Uh, obviously, you mentioned a guy like Bob Learn, uh, one of the best bowlers ever. Um, so he's definitely got to be on your list. He's since become a coach for Martin Methodist in Tennessee, and I believe he's a coach of one of the PBA bowling teams as well, the Miami Waves. Um, as far as number nine goes for me, he's still a young guy, uh, William Jeffress. He's a junior at Pitt. He's a six seven center. He played high school basketball at McDowell, and he also played for Team USA and won the gold medal in 2019 at the FIBA Americas Championships in Brazil. Um, you know, I got to have some NFL guys on my list. Charlie Bauman, he was a kicker for the Patriots in 91 through 93, and uh, I thought it was funny when I was doing my research on him. He uh, made stops at all four AFC East teams as well as Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Minnesota. So an NFL journeyman, if you will. Uh, number seven for me, Tim Fedorowicz. He was a nine-year MLB catcher, current manager of the Tacoma Rainiers. He played with the Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, Astros, Reds, and Rangers. See, I was going to add him to my list. I just didn't know how to say his name, so I said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I should have come to expect that with you, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I figured, you know, a baseball guy, like you mentioned, um, not typically who you'd see coming out of Erie, but, uh, the Erie's had their fair share of, uh, great baseball players and, uh, some even as far back as the late 1800s. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on any of those, but, um, yeah, Jovan Johnson too. He's, he comes in on my list. He, you know, like you said, went to Mercyhurst prep, had a, lengthy career in the CFL. He won the Grey Cup. He was the defensive player of the year in 2011 in the CFL. And uh he's now coaching locally here in in Erie County at North Northeast High School. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Uh, obviously, Jovan is a very motivational guy. He um will tell you how it is and if you don't like it, well, that's too damn bad. I sure would love to see Javon Johnson as the head coach of like Cathedral Prep or like Erie High. I know there was like a whole saga with that. Maybe we'll have to have him back on and chop it up about it. Yeah, for sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. But uh, moving on, uh, another guy I got on my list, NFL guy, Mark Stepnoski. He was an NFL linebacker. He played at Cathedral Prep and went to Pitt in 1985. Spent 13 seasons in the NFL, most notably with the Cowboys and the Oilers. He blocked for Emmett Smith. He was a five-time Pro Bowler. And uh, he was a first-team All-Pro in 1992. 
and a member of the 90s all-decade team. So you got to have a guy like that on your list, especially cracking the top five. But, um, again, Mike, another one you took, Kayla McBride, you, you got to have her on your list. Absolutely. Um, she went to Villa, went to college at Notre Dame, and uh, she now plays with the Minnesota Lynx in the WNBA. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I had the opportunity to see her when I worked at the Erie Sports Park. She had come in to to do her workout upstairs at the Erie Fitness Center, and um, it's crazy. You know, she's a she's strong. She's you know she's built. She's just different. You know, you see her. I come got in. the opportunity to meet her at an Erie BayHawks game once. Whenever she was being honored there, it was I think right when she was drafted. She is. She's really cool too. First of yeah, all, like yeah. I was just working there over in the little kids' wing over on the side of the side of the court, and she was like way on the other side of the court. And I and men- had mentioned in passing that I wanted to get a picture with her. She didn't forget about me. She came over like towards the end of the game and came and took a picture with me. I've lost the picture. I don't know where it's at. I'm really upset about that. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's definitely probably one of the honestly like probably top three or four athletes I've ever met. Just, like, out of pure, like, I actually enjoyed meeting them, like, didn't feel nervous or anything. Like, she was really cool. And she was one of the first athletes I ever really met. So Right. I think one of the most important things, too, is when you have athletes that don't forget where they came from. Mm-hmm. I know, like, where I'm from, St. Mary's, PA, we've had our fair share of athletes as well. And uh, one of the guys, once he got to the NFL, he they asked him where he was from, and he said Pittsburgh. So... Mm. It's kind of like you got to remember your roots, you should know. We, should we expose them? Should we? Should we keep it under wraps? We'll keep it under wraps for today. Uh, but you know, you think about a guy like James Conner as well. He is somebody who is just an absolute stud in the NFL right now. Like you mentioned, coming back from cancer, that was just incredible. And the fact that he's even on the field today is really something special. So. James Conner's got to be up there, big-time NFL player, two-time pro bowler. Uh, plenty of people around here, Steelers fans. I know a lot of the, a lot of people were happy to see him in his time with the Steelers, but he's killing it out there now in Arizona as well. He's a lead running back in this league, and he's going to be something special. So I got James Conner on my list as well. Coming in at number two for me would be Bob Sanders. Oh, we shared our number two, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, NFL safety, played for the Colts and the Chargers. And uh, he went to Cathedral Prep as well as Iowa. And he was a Super Bowl champion for Super Bowl Forty One, Defensive Player of the Year in 2007. Two-time Pro Bowl, two-time first-team All-Pro. Bob Sanders was that dude. I remember... A couple times when the Patriots were playing against the Colts, just seeing him back there was like, damn, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to be a rough day. So uh, definitely got to have him on there. And uh, I'll round mine out with Fred Bolitnikoff. I think you basically touched on everything that I was going to say for him as well. Obviously, you got the Fred Bolitnikoff field here in Erie. And what a menace when he was with the Raiders, man. What a guy. So that will round out my top ten. 
All right. So that's our top 10s. Let us know what you think. We're going to be linking our socials in the description of this podcast. Make sure you guys are following my boy, Ben. I'm going to link his podcast in there as well. Um, That's going to do it for like the first half of our segment here. Um, Going into our second half of the segment, we're going to be getting into the fun stuff, man. I know a lot of y'all have been asking me because y'all are some fucking trolls out there on the internet, man. (laughs) Y'all are some fucking trolls sometimes. So we're doing it. Shout out to my Idiotville boys for this. Because I know uh, I mentioned wanting to do this on your podcast, so shout out to y'all. Um, but yeah, so we're going to segue into reading some mean tweets and Reddit responses about your boy, yours truly, Mikey B. Um, so here's how this is going to work. Ben and I have compiled a large amount of mean tweets. Not a large amount, maybe like seven or eight um, and for both Reddit and Twitter. Um Ben's going to take over as the host of the show. He's going to feed me these tweets. Y'all are going to get my organic responses to these these tweets. Um, so let's just chop it up. Let's laugh it up together. Let's start with Twitter. Ben, take it away. So, yeah, I know you got all this hate. And it's funny because I myself have done a search of just the word Balco on Twitter <laughs> just to go down and read through some of this shit that gets posted. And uh, I got to say, some of these are... Some some of these are pretty incredible. So, um, <laughs> you got the the first one here from Can't Guard Lil Braxton. Are we on Are we on Reddit or Twitter? We're we're on Twitter here. On Twitter. So, uh, Saints are interested in winning some games in 2021. Shout out to Michael Balco who had it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. See, I love that one because I think that was right around my Jarvis Landry uh, story break, and everybody was like, "Man, screw Balco at this point," and they were just like. I don't know. People love to make fun of the old sources. Vince <laughs> have an hard time keeping it together in these tweets. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we got uh, Josh Stay Lit breaking the Saints trade Ken, Co- Ken Crawley and a bag of pickled-flavored Skittles for Deshaun Watson per Michael Balco. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I literally, I love it so much. Saints Twitter goes unmatched, and it's so crazy because, like, I'm a diehard New Orleans Saints fan, and I feel like Saints Twitter absolutely hates me, man. It is crazy. But, yeah, Saints Twitter is hilarious. They're always coming up with the funniest shit. I'm actually, I, I don't think it's included with our mean tweet segment, but there's, like, this one dude on Twitter who has, like, a wall of shame, and it's, like, kind of like what you would imagine, like, Mount Rushmore is. And it's like four four heads, and it's like the four biggest, most hated people in Saints Twitter. It's me. I'm up there, man. I made the fucking list. <laughs> you made Rushmore. Huh? Yeah, I made a Rushmore, and I think it's Eli Apple. <laughs> it's like me, Eli Apple, Brandon Browner, and uh, I don't even remember the last one. Oh, I think it's um, Sh- Darren Sharper, obviously, after all of his allegations and stuff. They yeah. threw him up there. But yeah, man, it's it's wild. So obviously you do got that blue check and uh, this one comes in from Seahorse Sarah who says, who verified Michael Balco's dumbass? <laughs> that was one of my first ever mean tweets that I've ever received and I quote tweeted it and I was like, I don't even know, bro. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It's hilarious too. I, I literally love the tweets. Like they're, they're so funny. And the thing about it is, is mine are like I look at athletes, and they don't get, like, creative ones. I get, like, fucking really clever ones sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've seen some crazy ones on there. <laughs> um, speaking of Eli Apple, this guy, uh, Chris Dunnels, says... Oh, my biggest fan. Eli Apple is the Michael Balco of the NFL. <laughs> that one hurts a little. <laughs> yeah, after seeing, seeing some of the things that Eli Apple was exposed to this past season. Yeah. 
Especially he, in the playoffs. Yeah, he didn't look so good there in the Super Bowl, obviously giving up the game-winning touchdown to, to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Getting in there on a pass interference and things like that. But A little funny thing about Chris Dunnels. That guy is the managing editor for Sports Illustrated's uh, like Saints. I think it's like – I don't remember the name of it. Either way, I'm not going to give him love. But, um, yeah, and, and ever since – I actually applied to write for them once, sent them a banger article – and then ever since then, Mans has been hating on me. And it's all good because you know what? He doesn't have so a blue check. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. No blue check for Dunnels. But Fuck uh off Dunnels. <laughs> this one is from uh freaking out about football. It says, I don't know you or have any reason to trust you, but this sounds more like what the Saints would do based on what they've said. And most importantly, you're not Michael Balco, so I'll believe you. Ah, yeah, the old classic, I'll believe anyone but Balco. Then the the source, trust me, bro, I love those ones. You know, when they comment like the the old source, dot, dot, trust me, bro. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, fam. <laughs> all right. Yeah, who, we, I guess you don't got reliable sources out here, man, so. Yeah. Chris Holy. Hoven says, breaking news from Michael Balco. Whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I don't even know, bro. Like, I'm just here living. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fuck Michael Balco. But, you know, you, you got some tweets that pop off. Obviously, you know, that you had some some stuff there with the Jarvis Landry. You, you've obviously were breaking news about Baker Mayfield as well that had Twitter kind of up in arms, made an appearance on the McAfee show. So it's the highlight of my career, I think. <laughs> I think that's like the peak. I think it all just goes downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> so to to round out the the Twitter responses, we got Sean the Cardiac Kid, who I see in a lot of mm-hmm. those ones that I look up. He talking about Balco bombs and shit like that. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, "ABB, er, excuse me, AB comes running down the Browns daily, screaming into." Zagura and Bishop, call Michael Balco. We have a plan for Baker. We have a goddamn plan. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I mean. Like, I get really fucking clever ones and creative ones. It's hilarious. That guy, man, that guy has been on my ass ever since the whole Baker saga started. And that guy, I mean, he's really he's really funny. He doesn't follow me. He just trolls me. It's funny. But uh, I, that's the kind of tweets I like, man. I like when I search my name and people are clever and creative with it because you're going to get shouted out on the Michael Balco show more than likely. And uh, this isn't going to be a one-time segment, though. Like, this is just Twitter and definitely not going to be just a one-time segment. We're going to have to have Ben on another time to keep going. But now let's bump on over to Reddit. Let's check out the ones from Reddit because Reddit has some clever ones, too. And I get compared to a good buddy of mine, and we're going to talk about that. Ben, take it away. So, now with Reddit, Reddit's a little bit different. Uh I think there are a lot of people that utilize Reddit. I myself have not used it. I actually downloaded it a couple of weeks ago, was scrolling through the feed, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. So Me either. I just I, search Michael Balco on Google and see what fucking comes up. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> like So I, I just quickly deleted it, and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, um Enough Shout out that. to our boy Ryan. Ryan's a big Reddit guy. <laughs> but uh, this one comes from Mr. Shadows. He says, never heard of this dude, so I don't even know if he's reliable. That seems like a uh, recurring theme. 
Yeah. No one knows if you're reliable because they never heard of you. As my boy Hardy once said, you know, I'm a big country music guy. And, you know, Hardy dropped a song and it's called Sold Out. And in that song, he says, my last name is a whole lot bigger than I thought it'd be. Man, that hit different. That hit different because lately, man, like, I feel like, you know, peeps be knowing me. Peeps be knowing me on the internet. For I'm sure. A little, I'm a little nervous to go to the to the Steelers and Saints game this year because I don't know how I'm going to be viewed. <laughs> I don't want to get, like, jumped in a Pittsburgh alleyway. You wouldn't catch me dead in Akershire Stadium, as it's as <laughs> it it's like known a Kreiser or some <laughs> shit like that. God, I would man. never go to a Steelers game, man. So props to you for having the balls to do that. I'm only going because the Saints are going. <laughs> and you don't get to see a team like that too often. Obviously, yeah. you know I've been to Buffalo several times to see New England, but uh, yeah, it's not too often that you get to see your favorite team when you root for a team like the Saints. So this one is from B. VA is for lizards. He said, unless Underhill changed his name to Balco, I'm taking this with a big old grain of salt. <laughs> so See, for, I always get compared to our boy Nick Underhill, who is from Erie, by the way. Nick Underhill and I are friends. Like, we, we talk quite frequently. And it's just one of those things where, like, I'm always getting compared to Buddy, but, like, we're both doing the same damn thing. I mean, obviously, he's he's much more notable than me. You know, but like people forget that he's from Erie and he's he's kind of one of those guys that like doesn't necessarily brag about it, you know. And I mean, there's a lot to love about Erie. And I, I wish I wish my boy Nick would, uh you know, shout out Erie a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, we're both from Erie. And it kind of surprised me because I didn't know that. He actually hit me up whenever we followed each other on Twitter. And he was like, you from Erie? And I'm just like, yeah, man. And he goes, damn, so am I. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I would have never known. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This one, again, Michael Balco is so unreliable. Don't trust him. You got another one that says, I wouldn't trust Balco. Guy is full of shit. Mm. He just throws a bunch of things out there hoping that it sticks. Yeah, sometimes it sticks. Clock's right <laughs> twice a day at least, right? <laughs> That's right. So you can't just – there's another one who was – I guess he was replying to somebody else, but he said, you just can't – you can't just be up there doing a Balco like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it means to do a Balco. <laughs> I guess uh, be up there looking a fool, maybe. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess I'm doing a Balco pretty much better than everybody else. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, Good Elevation, says, anyone going to ask who Michael Balco is? <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself that fucking question every day, man. No doubt. <laughs> no fucking doubt about it. This guy says, this. Th- this guy must be a bigger homer than I am. And that's saying something. So Yeah, that came straight from Simpson himself, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got other other ones on here. This one's from Cheatham. He says, uh, 100% full of shits. He just makes it up and goes along. If you look at the feed, the Baker tweets are getting about 1,000% more, more engagement than his usual tweets. So it's not surprising that he's ch- still trying to milk that topic. My my favorite thing is that people really don't understand, bro. Like, like they really don't get it. Like, like when when developments change, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like you gotta update people. Like, if I posted it once and then waited until it happened, like people would be like, "Oh, he's just that's that's when you can hit me with the oh, he's just throwing shit at the wall, hoping it sticks." But that's not what's happening, you know. Especially with the Baker one, there was like so many different twists and turns. Like it was looking like Seattle at first, and then boom, out of the blue, they're like, "Nah, fuck it, we want to roll with Drew Locke." More power to you, buddy. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Roll with Drew Lock. See how that gets you. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing, too, is like these same people that are these keyboard warriors and internet trolls are the same people that are going to be coming at you if you're not giving these updates. So you, you put out the first one, and then they're going to come at you and be like, well, where's the update? You got this big source, so why, why haven't we heard about what's going on next? My so, favorite, before I had the blue check, it was like, oh, he doesn't have a blue check. He's not reliable. Nothing's changed, man. I thought it would change. It, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't change one bit. <laughs> Someone says, is this guy a good source? And uh, Cleveland OG says, I tried to research who he is. He has a podcast where he interviews players and talks about their life stories. Uh, he doesn't do big name stars, but gets the middle of the road guys that aren't necessarily booking USA Today interviews. Jim McMahon, definitely middle of the road guy. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim McMahon, Morton Anderson. <laughs> you know what it is. John Johnson. <laughs> the show isn't actually that bad from the couple I've listened to. He also does MLB and NBA players. A guy like this probably has a few connections from people he's interviewed, so I wouldn't call it complete BS, but it's most likely from a player within the Browns or Seahawks locker room saying that they think rather than from the GM's office. Truth meter, 5.5 out of 10. All of that complimenting just to hit me with the, nah, fuck it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, you know, he's got a good show. Like, I like what he does. He doesn't get big names. Just, eh, guys. So let's round out the uh, Reddit ones here with, Something decent, I guess, from uh, old buddy Will Stronghold here. He said, no idea who this guy is, but he's a blue check mark telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> so, therefore, I'm determined that he is reputable. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Will. <laughs> Shout out to Will for that one, buddy. Let's go. Yeah, see, that's what I do, man. I just go on Twitter. I tell people what they want to hear, and if it's wrong, I just like, hey, well, you wanted to hear it. That's what I do. Yeah. That's all you can do. So, between... Between Twitter and Reddit, which one do you think was more ruthless? Oh, man. It's tough. It is. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, you got the the people on Reddit who are different they're, creatures. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like a literal different breed, man. Like, Twitter, they'll just like, fuck you, and then it's that. You know, they're blunt on Twitter. I feel like on Reddit, they're like, I don't know who this is. Just fuck it. Let's, let's believe it, or they're the opposite, and they're just like, I don't know who this is, so fuck them. I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. Like, Reddit is, like, kind of to the point, but sometimes a little less harsh, I feel like. I think Twitter's definitely a little bit more ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> I I think my number one's got to be Josh Daylit breaking the Saints trade Ken Crawley and the bag of pip- pickle-flavored Skittles for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Per sources, Michael Bauke. That one goes on the Mount Rushmore for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this one dude. I didn't even I didn't even give him love in this one. But uh he's always he's he's like the same guy and he's always throwing me throwing me hate and it's always the same things. He's always like Michael Belko shouldn't be verified. He just sh- shits on the wall and <laughs> I don't even know what he says, but he says like the stupidest shit. But that is going to conclude this episode of the Michael Balco show. Thank you so much to my co-host today. Ben Thompson for hopping on the show. Make sure y'all are going and checking him out. Ben, plug your socials. Uh, you can find me at underscore Thompson Ben. And don't forget to uh, check out the Bump and Run podcast. We got episodes coming out every Friday morning at 10 a.m. 
episode 28 drops tomorrow as we're previewing the AFC and NFC East. And you can find us on there at bumpandrun underscore pod. Mike, I appreciate you having me on. It's kind of tough to follow follow up a guy like Jim McMahon, but uh, nonetheless, happy to be here and uh, wish you continued success with your show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And guys, I'm not even joking when I say this. The Bumping Rug podcast is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Um, and I, don't, I don't have to. Ben never told me I had to listen to his show. I did it and I fell in love with it. It's a good show. You know, those three guys know what they're talking about. I've been honored and blessed to have been featured on that show once. And uh, yeah, we'll be collabing many, many more times in the future. When I get some Patriots players on, <coughs> Bailey Zappi, um, we'll have to have Ben Thompson yeah. hop back on the show and, and chop it up with him. But for sure. Make sure y'all are checking out the socials. Go show us some love on there. And uh, y'all have a good one. Our next episode will be episode 100 of the Michael Balco Show. We'll be reflecting on a bunch of different things. Um, you guys are not going to want to miss that one. Might have been, we might have you hop back on for that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll it's see. a grind, man. It's a grind. 100 episodes, that's, that's something to be proud of for sure, man. Sheesh, the century mark. Y'all stay blessed. Blessed and highly favored as always. Love y'all. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. Peace. This episode of the Michael Balco Show is brought to you by Donato's Pizza. Donato's Pizza prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of their pizza is the best piece of pizza you'll ever eat. I sure love me some Donato's Pizza, and I can guarantee that you will too. Donato's has three locations in the Erie area and many more across the country. Check out your local Donato's Pizza today.